Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. I got Martin Parsons here with me, and I'll let him take it away and tell you a little bit more about himself. Hey, Martin. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, um, so I'm a lawyer, and I uh, focus primarily on helping small businesses um, get formed, stay out of trouble, uh, uh, proactively protecting their business. Um, do it up front. Um, try to do it, uh, I don't know, a little may, maybe some non-traditional ways, providing flat rate stuff so that uh, small business owners know what they're going to pay, um, mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that sort of thing. And that's, that's really all I do. I work with small business owners and nonprofits um, to help them get set up and, and stay legal. Man, that's awesome. And, and, you know, I, as a small business owner myself, we were kind of talking before we started this, that's, that's one of the hardest parts is, is understanding what your legal obligations are, all the forms you need to fill out in order to be a legal business. Like I'm in Texas, like what, where, what state are you in? Uh, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. So it differs from state to state obviously. And it, and it is very, very hard. Cause like for me, I spent so much time learning fitness and nutrition that learning business and sales and marketing is a whole new animal that I'm trying to tackle. And now I've got the whole legal side of being sure that I'm a legal business. And then what do I do if I get sued or what do I, who do I go to? What, what's the plan from there? Is that typically what you find when you start working with small businesses? Yeah, that's exactly what I find. I mean, you, you got into fitness and nutrition to help people with that. Mm -hmm. And you don't really want to, you know, you didn't go to law school. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to do yeah. all that stuff. Um, so that's where we come in and try to take that off your plate so that you just, you can focus on why you're doing what you're doing, whatever that business is. Yeah. Right. And, and so what, what kind of changes have you seen in your industry over the last, like over the last few years? Um, you know, as as with many things, more, more regulation, yeah. more <laughs> things to get concerned about. Um, it's just, it's been a very interesting change in the last couple of years since COVID um, businesses right. have changed how we do business, where we work, mm -hmm. um, uh, laws that are related to that, um, they're, they're sort of evolving. You know, if I have an employee who's used to be in the office and now they're working from home, what does that look like? What are the, you know, do, have the rules changed? Um, and uh, so some of those have been, uh, have changed. A lot of states we see, uh, you know, wage and hour issues are, are changing. Uh, different states are, um, are implementing uh, a lot of increased minimum wages. Mm -hmm. uh, we see that a lot. Um, then just in, in Illinois, uh, a lot of changes with employer requirements for what they have to provide. Um, so those are some of the, it's just always about money. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, for sure. And and so that, that's kind of where my mind went for sure. When with changes in the industry with COVID uh, where so many people are moving to like working from home and what, and what that looks like. I think a really big thing that I, that we talk about a lot on this podcast is the, is how, how do you manage a healthy work-life balance if you work from home a lot of the time? Cause it, like now, now there's no separation. Like you wake up and like, maybe it felt nice to be in your PJs for like a week or two, two weeks, but then, you know, then it's been, you know, a few days and you haven't left the house yet. Cause uh, you had work and you had, and you have home, but now it's the same place. Yeah. And I am, uh, I am not good working from home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, COVID, uh, just sent me sideways. I did not, I was not productive at home. Uh, in fact, 
during COVID, I was working, I had a full-time employment for the university and I volunteered to be the guy um, who would go pick up the mail because the mail was still coming because I wanted to be able to go to the office. Yeah. Um, and that was the only way I could go to the office was um, have a, a, a duty or a job to do yeah. Yeah, um, because right. I'm, I'm just not good. I, I just didn't have, um, even though I'm a, a former military guy, mm -hmm. I just did not have the self-discipline uh, to work from home for those, all those reasons you said, it's just easy to get, to get, uh, to get lazy at home, working in the PJs. Um, I had to have a purpose to get up, get cleaned up. Um, cause I was going to have to see somebody when I was picking up the mail. Oh yeah. Well, and it's, just, it's just a different headspace. Like I, I even noticed that when like all my podcasts are over zoom from people from all over the country. And it, if I'm, it, like I get dressed and I want to feel professional. Like even right. if I've had nothing to do that day yet, I, I don't want to take it in PJ bottom. Like if I stand up, you know, I'm wearing PJs, you know, it's like, it looks like you're dressed. It looks like you're professional, but you're really still in pajamas. I don't feel as prepared for a meeting or to talk to a potential client or a new client or a current client. If I'm in pajamas, and I, I don't know what that is mentally. This this shift, you know, I, I guess that's how you feel as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, uh, doing this today, normally I might be, you know, or when I, you know, I might have a different shirt, I mean, you know, they got the dressier shirt, but just like you said, I might have, uh, something else on, you know, shorts or flip flops on in the <laughs> office, but for, I'm, I'm the same way. I just feel like I've got to dress for that part, um, to be mentally in the game to, to be professional. Right. Especially and, if I'm going to have interactions with somebody else, but even okay. it just, just helps me focus better. In fact, um, when I, I left my, my full-time job to go into private practice, um, I contemplated working from home because we can do it. We're doing mm -hmm. it now. We're doing stuff remotely. Um, but I just knew that wouldn't work for me. So I have an office. Um, that's where I'm at. We, I come to the office every day. Um, but I, most of the stuff I do, I could do from home, but I just need that, 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 firm yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that reason, that reason to do it, yeah, to get out. And, and, and I, I totally understand. I tell my wife all the time, like, so my, my primary business is remote fitness and nutrition coaching. So I work online with people from, I, I work with anyone all over the world, but I still have personal training clients that I see in person for where I live. And I don't know that I'll ever stop doing that. And, and, yeah. and I just like having a reason to go interact with people and talk. And I obviously really enjoy talking. That's why I started a podcast because <laughs> I can talk for a really, really long time. And uh, I just don't like, even, even if something like same with you, even if your remote clients became your main source of funding and money and for your business, it's just really, really hard to imagine just never leaving the house and like never, never leaving Monday through Friday because all my clients are online, which is great. And some people really, really love that. Yeah. I just don't know that I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it does work for some people. They're able to do it. They've got the structure and the focus and uh, I'm, I'm glad for them. Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. Me too. So someone's, someone's got to do it, I guess, for some of those right. jobs. Yeah. And, and so this is, this is a huge thing right now it, with mental health and working from home and at, ha, overall, how, let me, let me think of how to phrase this. How do you think mental health has either changed or is going good, bad, or indifferent right now with so many people working from home, especially with busy professionals? I think that 
I think generally it's, uh, I think it's generally tougher, just the experience of um, professionals that I've worked with. Um, I also, um, in my previous job, I taught at uh, our local, at, our, at a law school. And so I had a lot of interaction with students and they were zooming in for more than a year. Um, mm-hmm. And we are, we are even beginning to do more remote classes, but um, I just, I think it's still very difficult for people, for most people to do this and, and the isolation and uh, the distance is hard. I think for mm-hmm. most people, um, we still need, we still need that in-person um, connection. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I, and I think there's a, there's been a lot of discussion as of late with the ramifications of like quarantine. And so for how many people that were stuck at home for weeks on end. And I think uh, that's something that, you know, we may not know the long-term ramifications of for a really long time, as far as like how, how badly that, that actually impacted people's mental health for like personal interactions. Like there's even kids that the first couple of years of school or the first year of school for them was, wasn't in, wasn't there. And there's, I've worked with teachers that have told me that they have a whole like class of kids that didn't learn the previous math, They didn't learn previous English. So they're like having to reteach and then teach that, teach their on level stuff as well. Right. So that's definitely challenges that I think are going to be coming forward with it. But so what, what kind of challenges or obstacles can you speak to in your business that you feel like had to overcome? Um, for me personally, it was just uh, going from uh, working for an organization to uh, you know, just I'm a small business owner. My, mm-hmm. my, my service is legal services, um, but I had to get reminded about all the things that you need to do to get set up and researching that. And, and uh, it, there's so much information, maybe sifting through some of the information um, might be a, a challenge for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs because there is a lot of information out there and a lot of not very helpful information. So, you know, maybe Absolutely. sorting through a lot of that and um, to get get ready to to do my own business um, and uh, and balancing that between providing services, but it's definitely helped me because I work with small business owners. I, I went through the same thing and I daily go through some of the same things about, you know, where do you find your clients and you know, mm. where should I be marketing and, and who is my clients and what do I serve and then how do I follow up with them? And uh, all, all of the things that a small business owner has, I'm, I'm dealing with. So there it's probably more good than, than bad for me as a challenge, I guess. For sure. I mean, working through stuff is never a bad thing, right? Because you either succeed or you learn, right? You never, never fail as long as you're still doing it. You know? Yeah, I love you, you only, you only fail when you stop. So exactly, you, either, you learn or you succeed, which is great. And I think one of the, one of the hardest things is when you're first getting into business, everyone will tell you like people who aren't entrepreneurs or aren't business owners will tell you like, uh, well, you just got to get, you got to get anyone. Like it, everyone's a client. And when you really look at successful businesses, especially like smaller businesses, maybe not like Apple, but you know, they have a niche. They, they niche down to this group, like yours is small business owners. And, and that's great because you can really, really work on being an effective lawyer for small businesses. But if you're just a general lawyer 
and you're like, well, I'm going to take highway accidents and small businesses and all of these different types of law. Well, then you're probably not going to be able to one charge enough for a, like a, a successful business. And two, you're probably not going to be able to provide the right type of help for every customer. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the exact way. And I just love that. You know, you talked about that niching down. It's just, and it's a lot, it's sometimes hard to get entrepreneurs to think about that because they just, especially if you're starting out, you need clients, you need customers mm-hmm. and you, wherever they can come from, if I can sell to somebody and it's a sure. sale but, yeah, yeah. Um, at a certain point, uh, especially I think maybe so uh, more so with this, with a service uh, like we provide um, it's, it's even more important to really niche down to who those folks are so that you can get really good at it mm-hmm. um, for sure. Like, you know, you talked about serving, you know, busy professionals are your, um, and that's, that's a good, that's a really good niche to, to get to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, like the more you work with that group, the better you're going to be at helping that group. So somebody like that, that says that they work with busy professionals, but then they also, really like they got one busy professional client or they have one small business client and then everybody else are in different demographics. You start, you start not to learn the the right things to work with those people because generally people in the same situations are going to have the same problems. So you can work through like, okay, did this work for this person? Now I get to try it with this person and maybe it works and you start to see a trend and you're like, wow, I, I figured it, I figured it out for this group. Yeah. Or <laughs> you find out that it doesn't work for this group and you're like, okay, cool. But if you never work with that niche group, like we were just saying, you may never know if it, if it works or not. It's like theoretically it should work. I, I, I feel like that all the time with stuff that you learn in a textbook or in school. Theoretically, it should work. <laughs> but then when you introduce it to a real emotional person, maybe it doesn't work. You know, <laughs> So you got you to <clears throat> change it up, flip it around and maybe keep the base of it there, but then ad- adapt it to a real person or, or a real business. Right, exactly. And then uh, even after you do that, uh, if it doesn't work out, I've been able to uh, adapt because mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, refine it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Martin, we're kind of nearing the, that 15 minute mark here. So uh, I want to give you the time to just plug what you want to plug, man. What's your what's your business called? You know, who, who and you say you work with small businesses, but anything else you want to say, go go for it. Sure. Hey, thanks, Jake. I appreciate it. Um, so hey, I'm licensed in Illinois and Missouri. Uh, the It's Legal Advocacy Headquarters is the name of my uh, my firm. Uh, I have a, a kind of a military, I'm retired military. So that's where the kind of that headquarters comes in. I want to have that military vibe. Um, mm-hmm. And we work with small business owners and nonprofit. I've got a, a short book on Amazon called the Top 10 Legal Mistakes Entrepreneurs Make in Their Small Businesses. <laughs> nice. Um, That's good. That uh, gives a lot of basic stuff that they can get started with um, or be glad to talk to somebody if they're interested. And even though I'm in Illinois, uh, I can still guide people in other states um, too. Awesome. Well, hey, Martin, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate it too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Business Podcast and we'll see you next time.